0: Hey, Trails Collective. It's Ellie here. Welcome back to the Trails Collective live show. Thank you to everybody last week who tuned into our holiday show. That was a blast. I can't believe we got through that. And uh, it was so much fun. I can't wait till next year. It really feels like actually I just did this. So I'm still... uh, still on the hangover from that. Tonight, we are so I'm so happy to have Kim Levinsky of the SAS Squad trail running uh, here in the studio. Well, not here in the studio, but uh, I'm talking to her today. So um, without further ado, let's get into it and talk to Kim. <music> Welcome Hi, back Ellie. to the Trails <laughs> Collective live show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, we were blessed with you just six days ago on uh Stump the RD news quiz. How how did you do? Um, uh,
1: I, I think I might have come in last place. I didn't I didn't do too great on the quiz. <laughs> but you know, you know, like an ultra, it's like a mullet,
0: you know, business up front, but party in the back. So <laughs> yeah. You know, um, here on the Trails Collective, we like to ask all the burning questions. So I have to ask, everybody wants to know, if you were a pizza topping, what pizza topping would you be?
1: Wow, what a question to start off the interview. Um, Man, I think uh,
0: pineapple. (laughs) Okay, so you're pro pineapple on pizza. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Yep. So I listened to this podcast this one time a while ago. It was called Food Court. And they had these two women talk about like if they were pro pineapple on pizza or not pro pineapple on pizza. I've <laughs> never had pineapple on pizza, but I make like pineapple Hawaiian pizza bagels all the time and they look pretty good. And I'm a sweet and savory kind of girl, so I could see myself liking that.
1: And <laughs> yeah. spice it up a little bit, right? Yeah,
0: definitely. Like, it's a little bit of just like a, ooh, what is that? Mm, I might need to come back for more, you know? <laughs> well, uh, I like that answer because, you know, it kind of, You're. it also seems like kind of fun and like a little bit of just like a, not expecting that um you race uh, you're the race director for the sasquad trail runners um and that also sounds like a bunch of those people would probably have pineapple on their pizza so what is the Sasquatch? um what is sasquad running
1: Yeah, so Sasquatch Trail Running. We are a trail running group in New Jersey, but we do have runners from the the tri-state area who come out. We are a community of trail runners that welcomes runners and hikers of all ages and paces to our events that we like to call trail parties. So we put on events all over New Jersey. We go as far north as Sussex County, and then all the way down the shore for our beach race. And uh, beyond that, we've got a really fun community. We just like to come together and do. Crazy things. We like to have fun.
0: Yeah, it does sound like a pretty awesome environment. And I like how you're so inclusive. I mean, not only does it just look awesome for someone like me, but you also give discounts to veterans, people in the military. Also, if you can get your if you can rope your whole
1: family into coming,
0: you get a discount. I mean, where did that come from? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, the family, the family discount was actually a suggestion from a runner who, um, the Zaki family. They they come to our events, and we were just talking in passing. She said, "You know, we love having our family come, but I think sometimes it's hard for families. If you think about it, a family of five, they're paying thirty bucks a pop for a five k. That can get kind of expensive, and um, that just made me think like, why don't we offer a discount for families? That's one of our core values. Is getting more families out on the trails. Um, And so I thought, you know, that's a no-brainer, let's start doing it. So if a family is gonna register three or more people in their group, then we offer uh, 15% off of the total. And then for military, that's just something that's important to me is to just give back to uh, active duty and veterans. And then this past year we extended it to first responders um, and frontline workers. So you're punishing people for their service. Punishing, uh, you know, well, we give them a discount and encourage them to come out and have a great time. (laughs) Yeah, congrats. You get
0: 15% off and you can go run for seven hours. Doesn't that sound (laughs) awesome? Sounds good to me. (laughs) Me too. But you know, we like pineapple on pizza, so we're a little, (laughs) so what would happen? What would my discount be if I came with my family, but I carried my child on my back?
1: You carried your child in your yeah. back? Oh man. Is that one um, or is it too? These are good questions. I I, uh, I you know, I'd have to I'd have to bring it to the Squatchy Council, I believe, and we'd have to have a squatch vote on that oh, situation.
0: Okay. And then can I write that off on my taxes? I mean, this is now I'm here. <laughs> no, it's coming into tax season. We are, yes. <laughs> So are you on a board of other, of other (laughs) Squatchers?
1: Well, we do, you know, I, I, I've coined uh, my group called the, the dream team extreme. So there's three other women who uh, help. They're like my right-hand women shout out to them, Rebecca, Jana and Michelle. Um, These three are kind of the heart and soul of Sasquad. We've got a group chat. We talk, literally every day I think about, uh, about Sasquad and, um, any kind of decision that comes up, you know, we'll, we'll chat about it and make a, a final ruling on it. <laughs> so there's four new women. That's
0: very yeah. impressive. Because another, another thing is that 56% of all your participants are women. Um, and so when you decided to start, were you the founder of Sasquad or are you, um, just the RD? Yes. Yep. Founders. So, I mean, there aren't as well, now there are more that uh, I've seen on the East Coast, but like there aren't tons of female race directors, at least not ones that are like noted. You know, we got, you know, Amy Rosecki of Vermont 100, you know, um, but um, among others, I know I'm forgetting. Um, So when you what what inspired you for to sort of take this step? I mean, not only like, I mean, it has to dawn on you, like, this would be really cool. But also, I mean, it must not have escaped your mindset that there aren't many women doing this. So was that more inspiring? Or was it more of like a barrier? Because I think that if I didn't see a model of some of something else to do, like, I wouldn't think that I could do it myself. Mm, That's a great question.
1: Um, it's definitely, you know, inspired and pushed by the the people that I was surrounded with. And that just happened to be other amazing women trail runners. And, um, you know, I had been kicking around the idea. It's kind of a dream in the back of my mind. And then once I started sharing that with some of my friends, um, the question became, well, why wouldn't you do it? And I said, I don't know why we wouldn't do it. <laughs> and so, you know, they helped um organize a fat ass event that was the start that was that was uh 2018 that's how sasquad started we organized just a fat ass race no registration fee we asked people to make a donation to the south mountain conservancy which is the group that takes care of those trails where we had the race and um 100 people showed up to the event and um which i was shocked i was thinking it was just going to be you know me and a bunch of my close friends but then we had 100 people from New Jersey. There were some New York, some Maryland people came out, and um, at the end of the race, people were asking, you know, when's the next event? You know, you've got to put on more races. And from there, um, you know, my friend said, you know, you have something here. You should really pursue this. And um, yeah, I just think it's awesome. Yeah, when you surround yourself with really positive people who believe in you, that it's 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 pretty neat. Yeah. um So my experience
0: definitely, um,
1: I just,
0: I just figured out my microphone wasn't on. Oh, I can hear you good. good. Oh, well, there you go. Sorry, this microphone issue. Sorry, everybody. There we go. Much better. Okay. Sorry, audience. That was, uh, that was not professional, but here we are. You sound great, Allie. You sound good. Thank you so, Thank much. You so much. So, it, like having a hundred people show up at this random event, you know, it's kind of like it reminds me of like going to your first trail race and like podiuming. Like you're just kind of like, <laughs> wow, I can actually do this. You know, was it was it kind of a similar similar feeling to that? Do you think?
1: I. I guess so. Um, It was, I think, leading up to the race, it was very exciting because each week we kept seeing the numbers go up on ultra sign up. And I was talking with uh, the other ladies and be like, uh, is this okay? Like, should we have this many people come to the race? Like, do we cap it? Are we supposed to like, should we have a capacity limit? And uh, they said, no, just keep letting people sign up and we'll see what happens. Because also, too, with a fat ass race, a lot of times you'll have no shows. Um, but yeah, it was exciting, I think, just to see the excitement of people coming. And there's also a different kind of feel to a, a race like that, like a fat ass race where there's no, you know, there's no aid, there's no swag involved. And so we told people, you know, bring your food, whatever you want to have, but then bring some extra and we'll make an aid station. And this was like the, a banquet spread. I remember the first year thinking, like, man, I got to take notes of like what everyone brought because this is a really great aid station. So it was definitely, it it was exciting and it was a really positive experience for a first event.
0: So So, describe turning it from um, a fat ass to like, and just something informal to something that actually is an organization and is making you money to donate to other places. Like what was the process like that?
1: Yeah, it's a great question too. Um, A lot of asking other other race directors for advice and going to other races, volunteering at other events and just trying to learn, I think, from other people. Um, And then I think, you know, we just from the beginning thought, you know, there's so many of the standard races that are out there. So let's try to be creative in the events that we put on. So most of our events will have kind of a creative spin to it. And I think that's what is helping, you know, draw people to the event. So the next race that we put on is called the last Squatch standing that was in April of that year. And, um, I was actually, I was talking with another race director who came to the, to the fat ass race and he was telling me about this event style that he puts on. It's basically like the backyard ultra, but puts a, a twist to it. And instead of completing, uh, the four miles every hour, you would have a certain amount of time to complete the distance and then each lap time comes off of the clock. So he said, yo, you should do this. Why don't you put on like put a squatchy twist to it and make that your first event. And uh, so we did, we put on a squatchy twist. We, we made a one mile loop and um, you had 18 minutes to finish the first lap. And then a minute came off of the clock each lap after that. And then you just keep going until you get down to one runner. Um, So Yeah, I think a lot of just trying to be creative with the races and think of new ideas that are a little bit outside of the box to, you know, attract uh, runners to the event.
0: Yeah, that sounds awesome. My, um, My friends at Trails Rock, Eric and Sheila, they put on a last runner standing as well. And it's funny because I've actually thought about this, that a lot, some of my teammates that I run with, and maybe a lot of ultra runners as well, like, you know, we're not really warmed up until like mile eight, you know, (laughs) so I, I've told her that, we should put something on like this in Ithaca, but do it like we would do it on a road because, you know, that's who we are. And, okay. um, <laughs> but, like, eventually, like, she keeps, like, my teammate especially, like, she will run her fastest mile like, at the end, you know? Mm. So I'm like, you would win. Like, we would be able to get down to, like, you know, this mile loop. We'd be get, be able to get down into, like, the sub-sixes, like, the sub 5 thir- Like, because she just keeps getting like, faster, and I think, like, I'm a competitor, so I would just like try to hold on to her. Right. You know? um, so I, I do really like that format. And also what I like about it is unlike the big's Backyard Ultra, this will end today.
1: It will. it will end. That was the other thing too. We talked about like maybe we should do Backyard Ultra, but then you know, there's you really don't know when that race could end. It, I mean it could be days, literally days. And yeah. Um, yeah. So it is kind of nice as an RD to, to know the event will end <laughs> at some point before it gets dark.
0: Um, yeah, Not everybody it, it, is like an old man that obviously doesn't like that is probably retired and could just sit there and smoke for days on end. You know, it's like not everybody <laughs> can do that today. <laughs> so we've talked a little bit about you being an RD, um, but let's talk a little bit about Kim the Runner. So... When did you start running? Were you, was this a high school and college thing or was this a post-college thing?
1: This was post-college. post, post college And um, it's funny, I just, you know how Facebook does the, the memories it pops up of like 10 years ago today. Yesterday yesterday or two days ago, that popped up was 10 years ago. Um, I had posted on Facebook that I was going to train for my first half marathon. So that's when it started, 10 years ago. Um, I had just finished playing college athletics, I was in grad school, and was just looking for another outlet to, you know, exercise and train. And, um, you know, sports had always filled that hole for a long time. And then when it ends is the really big, uh, there's a big gap. And so uh, my brother asked me if I wanted to train, I was living in Ohio at the time. And so we were, we trained for the Flying Pig half marathon in Cincinnati. And uh, so yeah, it started 10 years ago.
0: That is the only thing I know about Ohio. Like (laughs) there or like OSU, I guess the Buckeyes, right? Like I know about that, but I know about the flying pig marathon. And then everything else is like, is Ohio really a part of this country? Like, I don't really know. It's kind of like Rhode Island. You're like, I don't know. So how old were you when that, when you did your first marathon? Um,
1: let's see the half marathon. If it, well, if it was 10 years ago, I
0: was, I was 22, 23.
1: Okay. The half. Yeah. And then it, it
0: doesn't look like you did your first ultra until 2014. So in that time, were you doing more marathons and like the road running sites uh, scene? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: started out as a road runner. I did the, you know, a lot of people have a similar story where I did the half marathon and then um, that was in this spring, the the fall of that year, I did a marathon in West Virginia. And then the spring of that year is when I did my first ultra, which was um, a trail race.
0: Okay. And that was a 50K. And then that same year you did
1: your first 50 miler. How did that go? Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely drank the Kool-Aid. I guess when you put it in that timetable, it was like less than two years of going from couch to ultra, I guess. Um, it was fun. It was, it was the, it was called the, uh, running with scissors race in Hinkley, Ohio. I was still in Ohio. It was up near Cleveland. Um, and it was a, they called it a double marathon. It was a half marathon course. You did it four times. And, um, it was, it was really fun. I had a great time. A couple of friends went with me and, um, I think it took around 12 hours, 12 half. I don't, I don't really remember. Um, but it was a it was a really fun day. And I definitely after, after that race, I was like, I'm never running roads again. Trail, trail is where it's at. <laughs> so that I think turned me to officially do a trail runner after that.
0: So what happened uh, during that race? Besides, I mean, I mean, to be fair, you can like get the runners high or whatever on the road you can.
1: So what was it about the trail? I think it was just experiencing, um, and this is not to, you know, hate on road, roadies at all, but there's definitely a different vibe at road races compared to, uh, trail races and experiencing that at the 50 K, which is a trail race. And then the, uh, 50 miler, I was just hooked, you know, people were so friendly, you know, they're talking to each other. You end up running with other people for, you know, sometimes it can be hours with complete strangers and you get to know them really well. Um, it, it was just a very welcoming experience and. Um, that was, I was just, I was just super attracted to that. And, um, and then plus you're in the woods and then, you know, it's also a little bit easier on your body in my opinion. So yeah, I was totally, totally hooked on trails from that point on. So do you think,
0: do you find it's less pressure or maybe less competition or what, um,
1: describe the difference? Yeah, I would, I would say it's, it's definitely more laid back. I mean, there's for sure really competitive people that, that trail run. Um, but I think the vibe is more laid back. Um, you know, generally, your pace is, is slower on the trail anyway. Um, and then, you know, when you're doing ultras, just the mindset of, like, you're going to be out there for, you know, half a day. Or if you're back of the pack, I mean, you could be out there all day. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's I think there's, fair. There's The back
0: different. of the pack of a marathon on the road is, is a party, too. Like, I got to say, yeah, you true. know, no, it's I mean, true. people are – like, Road races are parties too. You just gotta get in like the right the right corral.
1: This is that's very true. That's true. You gotta get in the right pace group. I think.
0: Yeah. Um. So after switching to the trail, you but it looked like after that you had like a couple years where you didn't really race much. Was
1: what happened there? Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. I you sent me that question ahead of time, and I had to really think back to what was happening during that time and. Um, I was just working. I was a workaholic. I was, I was at the time. I was a full-time coach at a, a division two college in Ohio. That's why I was living out there. Um, for, wait, what's for what sport? For softball. Softball. Okay, I'm
0: so glad that you just told me this because I love female coaches. Like it sounds strange to um, <laughs> say it like that. Um, it's more like there needs to be a lot more of them. And the only way there can be more is if there are people like you and we share your story. So I'm so glad that this is <laughs> told me just you that. Um, so let's pause and talk about that yeah. for a little bit. Uh so you were working as a female as a softball coach at a D one school. So that you was your full time job.
1: Uh, Division two, yeah, there's- yeah, it was full full time. Uh, Cedarville University, it's out in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. Like literally, there's two or three stoplights in the town. Is by Cedar it? Point,
0: that that like uh, amusement park? No, place?
1: no, Cedar Point is is a couple hours away. This is like an hour west of Columbus, in the middle okay. of Ohio. Okay. Yeah, so I I went out there after college for grad school. So I was I was a graduate assistant. Um, I did that for three years, and when I finished grad school, I was hired on full time as a coach. So I was there for six years with uh, with the team. Okay. okay. Well, um, where did you go to college? I went to college at uh, Gordon College. It's on the North Shore of Boston, up in Massachusetts. So, how um, what made you decide to want to be a coach? Um, you know, I just love. Loved athletics. I, when I was at college, I played basketball and softball and just, I love the experience of being a student athlete and um, you know, the D three level Gordon was a division three school. So just being able to see, you know, I think how, how much an athlete can grow in their four years going from 18 to 22 and seeing the impact that my coaches had on me, that was a really cool experience. So Um, and then I learned about like, you could be a graduate assistant get grad school paid for and coach at the same time. Um, which seemed like too good to be true. Um, but then I learned like you are working like 60 to 70 hours a week. So it is kind of too good to be true. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got the job out in Ohio moved and, um, it was a, it was a fantastic experience. I mean, um, I just got, I got to meet a ton of great young athletes from all over the country and, um, got to, I think there's a lot of really neat work experiences. Like as an assistant coach, you kind of, you're wearing like every single possible hat <laughs> and, you know, you're, you're doing strength and conditioning, you're organizing travel schedules, booking hotels, like you're a travel agent. Um, and a lot of those skills, you know, I think have really carried over to starting my own business. So it, it was a really great experience. Did you did have female, female coaches, coaches yourself? I did. Yes.
0: And then did Was their example, something that you found like inspiring that you wanted to bring, like you wanted to, like, what about them made you want to keep doing
1: it? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm still in in great contact with my college coaches. And I think that's, that's a testament to now, you know, I've, I've been gone, I graduated 2010, so we've kept in touch the last decade. And um, I think they just, it made an impact on me and how much they cared about me as an athlete. Um, And I I know that's not the case for every coach and every athlete, but um, I was definitely fortunate to have that experience. So that definitely made a lasting impact on me. Um, So it was a cool experience. Why did you stop? Stop coaching? Um, It was the lifestyle was challenging. Um, If anyone's involved in college athletics, you know, it's it's around the clock, 365 days A year. And, uh, you know, jumping from D3 as an athlete to D2 as a coach, uh, it was it was definitely an eye opener. Like it it really was uh, full, full time around the clock. You're always on call. There's always something happening. (laughs) You know, if a player is sick in the middle of the night when you're on the road, you know, you're now like playing mom and helping them. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a great experience. But I think just the lifestyle caught up with me. It was it was, it was was exhausting. Um, but again, it, I wouldn't trade it. It was a great experience. And then you said
0: you were in grad school at the same time. What were you studying?
1: Yeah, yeah I got a master's in education. Oh, okay. Do you still do that now? Yeah, well, I definitely use it. I'm you know, besides the trail racing, I, I work with kids, um, as a trainer. So I do strength and conditioning workouts for kids. And then now, I mean, the pandemic, it, it's kind of turned into PE classes that I've been going to, uh, local neighborhoods with, they, they call it like a pod. So there's a group of neighborhood kids and, um, I'll go into the backyard and we'll do a PE class. So it's been, it's been good. I think, you know, all in all, it's been a great experience to use bits and pieces of my last job
0: and then also the the education degree you know um I really like tying in different sports to trail running and so if you could pick like four people like anybody who would be on your like fantasy softball team trail runners like four trail runners that you could pick on your summer softball league who would they be Like trail runners that I know personally? Yeah, or or like elites or whatever. Like, you know, we can do like a fantasy draft if you want. I mean, (laughs) like I've done this with basketball before and I got like me, I got Camille on my team. I'm like, yeah, rock, (laughs) yes. Like, you know, Stephanie Howe, I got her, like Amelia Boone. I'm like, yes. So (laughs) who are four? I will do four because, you know, four people, if you could put them on your fantasy softball team, who would they be?
1: Wow. How fun is that? Well, I mean, it probably wouldn't matter sport. I would always say Courtney DeWalter because she's amazing um, and she'd probably be great at softball. I don't know if she, she ever would the
0: snacks at least like is it, <laughs> yeah. is it softball eating snacks.
1: She would be the snack queen in the dugout. That's for sure. Like she'd be the snack kid. Um, yeah, definitely. Courtney. Uh, I mean, that's a great question you can Probably my- your
0: local trail runners I mean maybe they're yeah. watching and they're gonna be like oh I hope she picks me
1: <laughs> I'll go with my you know with my dream team because they're reliable I don't I don't know if they've ever played softball but we'll go with Jana Michelle and, and Becca so shout out to you three you're oh, on the team <laughs>
0: yeah, I think they're all here. well at least Jana is she's got a couple questions do you want to answer some of Jana's questions Oh boy. I'm sure they're good. All right. Here's the first, well, this is the second one, but this is the first one I want to give you. All right. So if you could do a Facebook live with anyone, who would it be dead or alive
1: with anyone? Oh man. Mm. I I have to go with Courtney again. I mean, Courtney DeWalter, I think would, she'd have, I, I think she would fit right in at Sasquatch. You know, every runs a trail party. So
0: that's true. So, you know, I know there is this allure of her and I think she's, you know, I, I get it. She's got this infectious smile. Like she just seems to like just power over everybody and has like audacious goals. But she's also, she's not like oppressive and in your face about it either. Totally. It seems like she's like, yeah, I just showed up. I really sometimes would just want to be like a fly on the wall. I just want to know like <laughs> she's got to be putting in some more training than like, it seems like she just walks out the door and like just jogs around a little bit and then it's like, oh, four hours later she's done jogging. You know? But I really, you know, I have this like idea that she is like, she's gotta be doing something that just makes her fast and makes her winning. And I just wanna know what it is.
1: <laughs> well, we'll have to ask her someday if she comes on the I mean uh, when she interview. comes to our fantasy draft, you know,
0: yes, right, yeah. when she, and she gives us the windmill pitch, then oh, we'll yeah. go. <laughs> All right, back to race directing. Jana also wants to know, what is your favorite race directing moment?
1: Oh, Jana, you can't ask that. There's so many. I, you got to give one. one. That will,
0: pick one that'll blow my mind.
1: One that will blow your mind. Favorite race directing moment. Oh, man. There's so many to choose from. I'll just do whatever comes to my mind first. Um, last year, when... Well, I guess it'll be a two-part thing. We hosted an event last year. Well, I guess it's two years now. In June, called the Midnight Squatchapalooza. <laughs> this race starts at midnight. And you can sign up to run 12 hours, 6 hours, 3 hours, or 5K. And in the middle of the night, it was probably like 3 in the morning. We were sitting at the aid station. There were volunteers who were, they were wearing onesies, you know, just for fun, to be goofy. And we were talking about race ideas and um, one of them said like, why don't you do a onesie race where everyone wears onesies? You could, you know, make it a five K or you could call it a five K marathon. And, you know, when he's, I'm pretty sure it was Joe Brandine who suggested it. And I was just like, this is genius. Like the best idea ever. Like, why wouldn't we do a onesie race? And, you know, later that week after we covered in the race, started planning the onesie 5k marathon. And so that leads up to, I think one of the best moments was when we put on that event last February and just seeing we had like, again, it was a first year event where they say like, if you have 20 to 30 people at a first year event, it's a, it's a good showing. There were like 80 people that came out. Dressed in onesies, like the craziest onesie outfit you've ever seen. Full-grown adults. There were kids, but lots of adults in the onesies. And I remember just chatting with uh, the girls, Jana, Michelle, and Becca. And I was like, this is the greatest moment ever. (laughs) There's a onesie race happening right now. So that one sticks out. It was a very fun moment of just seeing an idea that was kind of a joke, but not really. And then it came to life a few months later.
0: <laughs> you have a, such a special community down there, don't you?
1: I think so. I think so. We've got a lot of really great people here.
0: Um, so you also do raise a lot of money for charity. Um, how do you balance like, and I don't know any of the logistics of this or the finances, like keeping your organization afloat and then
1: giving money away? That's a really great question, too. Um, I think, you know, the way that Sasquatch started, where it was founded on giving back to, at the time, it was the South Mountain Conservancy, that just became kind of a pillar of our group was like every race, we're going to partner with either charity or nonprofit, but it was going to be local to the community that the the event was being held. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there isn't like a specific formula, but it's definitely, you know, we try to give as much as we can each event to make an impact on that organization. A lot of them are smaller nonprofits, which, you know, they, they are are very thankful for our, our donation. Sometimes it's not monetary. Like our, our race partner for the last watch standing is called success. And this group gives out, new socks to those in need around Hudson County, New Jersey. And so for the race, we say like, okay, this event where it's also a sock drive. So you come and you can bring a pair of socks and we're gonna give it to Success. So there's other tangible ways that we can support the charities. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be monetary. Like another race, we do warm clothing donations where people, uh, we encourage them to bring out the donation. And then as our organization, uh, we give that donation to the charity. So it's cool. I, I think it's been it's been fun, at least for me. I've really enjoyed being able to find charities that, you know, we can make a tangible impact on with our giving. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, it seems to be also just like a very, you seem to be very like, you know, supporting with the veterans and the families, just very much about giving back, which is really, really huge, you know? And I do find that at least are, do you think women are more predisposed to doing that? Like, I just, Ooh, like, a, lot of, a lot of races I don't, I, and I'm not saying, like, it's, yeah. uh, I'm not, I'm hating on anybody, but I just find that, like, you know, you, like, one of the major things you said to me was, like, we give a lot back, we do this stuff, like, I mean, I could go to, like, 13 other races that are RD'd or led by not females, and, um, you know, it's not as, it doesn't seem like as give back. It's like, and which is, which is fine. It's like, a it's a business like it is, but it just really seems like you and Amy and other people that I've talked to, like they really make it about like giving back. What do you think that is?
1: Hmm. That's a really great question. That would probably make a really great grad school thesis for anyone, any budding uh, grad school students out there who are trail runners. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I don't know if it's, personality or or what i i i just think i'm in the mindset of if if i can help then i should you know so um like for example I you, like i say i don't tell anybody
0: i don't tell you about this rd but i say they're giving a discount for families male mm-hmm. or female like what would
1: you say um well because most Race
0: directors are male. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's just it's it's just something that I've thought about. You know, like as I and I'm not. I don't like besides just anecdotal evidence that I've read. And obviously, I haven't looked at every race director for every race. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. no hate mail, please. But (laughs) like, you know, do you think that there is something that you've experienced, or maybe like just seen with uh, like ideas that have come up just because you are doing this organization with three other women, like? How, like, do
1: you think there is a difference or no? I don't know. I haven't put much thought into it. I guess I kind of my train of thought too is, you know, I'm a runner. So if I'm deciding between two races, maybe they're the uh, exact same identical, say it's a 50K, they're both 50Ks. If I know that one is, you know, has a charity component to it, I'm probably going to be, you know, more apt to sign up for that event. You know, if I, if I had to pick between the two. As, as as you know, far as genders, I'm not really sure. Um you yeah, know. and I mean, you'll, you'll, have have to, you'll have to ask now. You should make that a question on each of your your podcasts. Maybe
0: I will. That's a good idea. But, you know, I think like I need to like before I put my foot in my mouth anymore, I think we should just move on to something even more interesting, <laughs> which is you crushing the FKTs. So even before the pandemic and everything, you had an FKT already. And then since this time, you've also set two more. So why 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 don't we talk about FKTs? What was your first one?
1: Okay. Let me set the stage for FKT. Can can I give you the backstory on the whole FKT? uh, Yeah, of course, please. Okay. Okay. So this, this summer, um, well, maybe even before that, I can't remember the timeline. It might have been spring, summer. I was chatting with one of my friends, Elise Mordos, who is one of the leaders of the Brooklyn Trail Women group, which you should look them up because they're a fantastic group and they're East Coast. Uh, They do a lot of work to get more women out on the trail as well. Um, So I was chatting with her and Trisha Ignatowski, who's also with the group. And because I had been seeing them post about doing these FKTs. And so that led me to go onto the FKT site and I started bouncing. I was like clicking the different you know, little buttons in New Jersey, New York, I was noticing like, there aren't really a lot of women FKT holders. Like, why is that? Why is it all guys? Why aren't there a lot of women doing these routes? And um, so I reached out to Elise. I said, this is awesome. You guys are crushing these FKTs. And we started chatting back and forth. And um, they were telling me like, yeah, we noticed the same thing. We decided like, we're just going to go out there and start setting FKTs. They might not be the fastest times, but, you know, we want to get more women out on this website. And I thought, I am all on board on that. So I started looking at the FKTs. saw that a couple of the routes were runs that I had already done. So I thought, okay, I'll just submit my time. And so we can start getting more women out there. Um, so I think, I can't remember was the first one, might've been Lenape trail. Um, and then there was another one, the Manhattan loop. Um, the Lenape trail, if you look at the time, I think I was, I think the time was like 10 hours or so, 10 and a half hours. So for sure, if you're listening to this and you're a lady, go out to the Lenape Trail and you will crush that time. Like we went to Chipotle, we had full burritos at mile 26. And uh, yeah, we were doing party pace for Lenape Trail. Um, so with the FKTs with it starting out, it was just kind of on a mission to get the word out for more women to get onto the site and you know get their names up on to the FKTs, so um, that was the same thing with the Manhattan Loop. I had done that um, earlier, maybe the year before, and uh, that was a really cool running experience. If you haven't, if you haven't done that, to go all the way around the perimeter of Manhattan, um, but again, I was, you know, it was a run venture for me. I was, um, I, I had like grilled cheese in Harlem and was hanging out and you know catching the sunset at Battery Park. And uh, so yeah the FKT thing is it's been really fun it's for me it's been cool to explore new trails and it's it's been a kind of a, a nice springboard to check out new spots in New Jersey and New York and PA
0: So describe a perfect like run venture like when i say we're going on a run venture
1: what does that mean to you Oh a perfect run venture yeah that's that's i'm really getting into it this last year. Um, You know, it's going, for me, it's going somewhere new. Um, I I like to try places that have a lot of elevation. So it'll probably be a mix of a lot of hiking and running. And um, I love, I'm like, I'm a map geek. So I love getting into trail maps ahead of time and planning the route. Um, Shout out to New York, New Jersey Trail Conference. They have the best maps that are out there. So um, I use the trail conference maps to plan it. And then when I'm out on the trail, like I'll have the map and then also um, the Avenza app to just make sure I'm doing the right route. So definitely exploring somewhere new. Try to find somewhere with great views, which is not hard to do around here in New York and New Jersey. And um, I don't know. It's kind of a mix of like having fun, doing something that's kind of dumb, but really awesome at the same time. <laughs> so. All right. It's, uh, All right. It's All been right. good. If
0: you were a trail snack, what trail snack would you be? If I was a trail snack,
1: yeah, uh, um, probably salted potatoes. You can't go wrong with salted potatoes.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I you can't go wrong with
0: potatoes any style. Like that's right. So my my coworker and I for the past two weeks we've um my job has been closed. We just took like a little bit of a break. And so we're going to, we're back going to be back open on Monday but for the past two weeks because we miss each other. We've been just like texting back and forth and perfecting our potato recipe. Okay. <laughs> and so you really just can't go wrong with a good potato. Totally. <laughs> so um, it, it, describe the Manhattan Loop though, because I thought that was Rhodes.
1: It is. I know it is. It's unfortunate that it's roads. Um, it is a hundred percent road. There is like one small section where you're running along. Um, it was one of the waterfronts and there's this little tiny grass and someone made like, you could tell people walk on it. So that lasted for five minutes. Like, Oh, I'm on the trail for five minutes. But yeah, the rest is road. Um, I'm not a big city person. So really the only time I go into the city is to do some, something with running. And um, the reason I had gone out there was actually a a friend of mine, an ultra runner was thinking about making that loop a race. And so we had been talking about it and he had asked if I was interested in helping him and said, I said, well, let me run the the loop first before, you know, deciding one way or the other. So that's why I went out to do the loop. Um, And it was an amazing, amazing experience. You know, it's a really cool way to see all of Manhattan. Uh, but it is roads. So I remember, like at the end of it, I was like hobbling back into Penn Station to take the train back to Jersey. <laughs> I was just—I don't know—when you don't run roads a lot, and then you go and run. I think it finished at maybe thirty-four miles or so. I was just trashed <laughs> from
0: it. <laughs> you know, I so I live in New York, and I've never been to New York City.
1: But I, if I go, I think I should just do that. You really should. No, it's it's a very cool experience. I think even trail runners who are diehards, it is a neat way to see the city. And also, like, you don't have to, it's an ultra, but you don't have to pack like it's a completely, you know, like you're not going to have aid because you're in the city. So you can, like, I remember there were tons of water fountains to refill. Um, I had some soft flax and then, like, you can stop and get a hot dog or a soft pretzel, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. not hard to get on the run. So, um, so your um, most, most
0: recent, your most recent run venture—the one in September, the yeah. hundred-mile self-supported hundred-mile. <laughs> yeah, that so was why, my.
1: I've done why some did you other run to do that. What's that? Why did you decide to do that? The hundred. Well, running a hundred's been on my bucket list probably since I started running ten years ago, and um, I had initially signed up for the Burning River 100, which was in Ohio. It was supposed to be in July and then it was pushed back to August. And um, another friend of mine, Matt Klein and Rosa Tolentino, we were all signed up for it, but we decided not to travel out because just with the travel restrictions going on, they ended up having the event and I think it was successful, but we just didn't, we didn't go out there for it. Um, so, you know, we're all trained So we wanted to do a hundred and, you know, we're looking at other local events, but like everybody else, you know, events were either being postponed or canceled at the last minute. And so we settled on, well, if you do a fun run, no one can cancel it. So we decided to do it at um, our local trails in uh, Wachong reservation in Union County and picked a date in September and then just got out there and, and we did it. Have you ever run through the night before? I have not. No, I don't think so. Well, I've I've crewed. I've crewed 100 before. Uh, Jana, who's on here, she she's done Vermont several times and is uh, there 2019 crewing her. So, uh, But no, I've never run totally through the night. So that was the first time doing that. And how'd you like <laughs> that experience? That terrifies me. That's why I ask. With running at night? <laughs> it's not my so, favorite. Thing.
0: I don't mind running on the road at night. Like I wake up yeah. and it's dark. Like sometimes I finish my run and it's still dark, but like the roots and the rocks, like uh, that just seems a little bit uh, like something I should practice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So tell me about that experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not my favorite thing. Like if I could choose to run in the morning at dawn or at 10 o'clock at night, I'm going to choose the morning. Um, but I'm definitely getting more comfortable with it the more that I do it. Um, but you know, with, with a hundred, I had the best, the best crew with me, such great friends. Um, crewing is like the most selfless thing I think you can do on this planet (laughs) is to voluntarily stay up all night and help a delusional friend complete a really big goal. And so, I mean, from start to finish mile, mile one to a hundred, I was with friends the entire time. Which was also a really neat experience because, you know, with a, a, a typical 100, you usually can't have pacers until at least mile 50 or even sometimes like uh, 60 or 75. And so, doing it this style where it was at a local park, we were able to have people come out and um, it was great. Like at the end, I was able to finish. Um, there were probably 15, 20 people of my, of my great friends that, that were out there for the finish. Um, so that was a really, that was a neat experience, but yeah, through the night I was, I had really great friends that were, that were with me. So I wasn't getting lost, but, you know, (laughs)
0: um, so during the race, like now I'm sure you're like, Oh, that was amazing. I'll do another one. But like during the race, I bet you hit some, some low points. What was the low point that you had to work through? The low point,
1: (laughs) you know, I have to say, and, and my friends could tell you this, I never got to a point where I was like, I can't do this or I want to quit. I, I definitely was confident the whole time. But I remember around like mile miles 75 to 85 or so, I was super, super nauseous. And that was a really terrible experience. <laughs> I remember just being really miserable. And because my legs felt, you know, they felt okay. Like I could keep running, but I just was so not so nauseous, like you were hungry, but nauseous at the same time. Um, but again, having so many of my friends there, a lot of them who had, who had done several hundreds before they helped me work through it. And, um, you know, with peppermint tea and just trying like really bland foods, uh, we were able to work through it. So that was probably a low point was those those 10 miles. Um, but again, doing it as a fun run, I was able to just keep walking around the parking lot And my watch is still going. So like if it had been a real race and you're like trashed at an aid station, you know, your miles aren't accumulating. So that was another great benefit of doing it. uh, The fun run style.
0: So that reminds me of like when you're at like, I don't know, six point nine, five miles and you are at your house and you're sort of looking around, like, should I do the 0.05? <laughs> are you the runner that does the 0.05? Or are you just like, yeah, whatever.
1: I would say if, if it's up to point, like what's eight, the limit? Yeah. I would say I'll, I'll finish it out if you hit point eight but like below point I'm like, meh, that's fine. But like 0.8, 0.85, okay, we can run around the parking lot like an idiot for a couple minutes. <laughs> what kind of mileage are you putting in every week? Uh, I have to look at Strava probably, I don't know, 30, 35, 40, maybe. Um, so do you not
0: like, do you, you track with Strava, but like do you have a journal or anything or, you know, like. Are you, yeah.
1: Yeah. I use Strava. I also have a, a journal I write in. I started doing that the summer training for the hundred just cause I wanted to track like cross training um, and the mileage and you know, what kind of strength training I was doing. So I, am stuck with that. I still do that. I've got um, just a little journal. I think it's over here actually. So I just write it down old school style. Mm-hmm. But That's my favorite. Yeah.
0: Because like I feel like if I write sometimes I have some pretty like dark thoughts. Like first, like sometimes I've had not recently, but like in my in my life, I've had like two weeks where I'm just like, This is terrible. This sucks. Yeah. This is terrible. <laughs> and like I don't I'm glad there
1: isn't like an internet trail of that. <laughs> like, it's just a paper trail. <laughs> Totally, totally. Yeah, definitely. It serves as I think some accountability too. When you know when you're physically writing it down, it's good reinforcement of, you know, you want to be able to write something. So Yeah. Um, do you find that you seem to be pretty,
0: like you have a full life. I don't think, um, like saying you're very busy would be a negative connotation, I think, but you're just full. Do you like to travel as well? Would you, do you have any bucket list races that you want to do?
1: Yeah, I love traveling. That's, what's been hard about, you know, this past year. I think I really, it was a good eye opener. Like I think I took, I took for granted that I, um, you know, really enjoy traveling. And then when you can't do something, it's definitely, it opens your eyes to like, wow, I need to, you know, be more thankful for that. Um, But yeah, I I do enjoy traveling. Um, Bucket list race, bucket list travel trips. What would you, what was your question?
0: Like any bucket list races, any big traveling, like if you could do any race, like, I mean, even if it's not possible, you know, like someone like me is never going to do like UTMB, you know, but like anything, anything crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I definitely want to, I would love to get out to Yosemite and, and, uh, you know, run through the park. I'd love to get to Grand Canyon to do Uh, rim to rim to rim. I think that would be just an awesome, awesome running experience. Um, Where else? I mean, probably like, you know, the national parks, I think there's so much to see in our country. I think it would be awesome just to travel out. Um, Even like around, uh, I went to Zion a couple years ago, Zion and uh, Bryce Canyon. That was fantastic. Um, So yeah, I'm, I'm open for any run ventures.
0: So um, we're going to go to some quick questions at the end. But first, I want to know, give people what is the reason people should come to New Jersey and run your race?
1: What is the reason? Well, you might see Sasquatch. Actually, you probably will. So Sasquatch is usually at our races. Um, Unicorns, you might see unicorns. Uh, but yeah, if you're looking for just a, a great trail experience where you're going to feel welcomed and you're going to have a great time, um, they're great events to come out to a lot of our races are timed events. So that's also a really good opportunity where if you have a specific mileage goal in mind that you want to do, you can accomplish that at a timed race. And if you miss the mark, you're not going to get a DNF. Like if you wanted to run for 12 hours, but something happens, you have to tap out at 10, you're still going to have results on your, um, you know, ultra sign up or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I just think if you're looking to meet other trail runners, it's a really great opportunity to do that. Um, we usually have good snacks at the aid station. So that's another, (laughs) another good thing. All right. So we're going to finish this, uh, this
0: live show with, um, some quick questions. They are easy and they are fun. And we're going to take people out on a high note. okay? Okay. All right. All right. What did you want to be
1: when you were a kid? When I was a kid, probably something with sports. I probably would say a professional athlete.
0: Like every one of us. Yeah, I think I I was WNBA. Definitely.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure.
0: Uh, What was the last book you read?
1: The last book I read. um, I think it was that Hal Hogan was that his name with the ultra marathon? I can't remember the full title of it, but I am reading now fixing your feet. I'm looking at it on the, the bookshelf over there. So um, I'm hoping that'll help with some races this year. Do you have a, I, my feet are
0: a battle or a, what are, are, do you have the same, do you have a, any, some feet issues?
1: Um, I, I had my first ever running injury in this past spring. Uh, it was just a little bit of tendonitis and, um, I'm just determined to never have that happen again, which is probably impossible, but uh, I've heard great things about this book. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the year of training. So I want to just, you know, stay healthy and, and do a lot of miles. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's very smart. Um, Um, what is your standard order at a coffee shop? At a coffee shop? Ah, I used to be such a coffee junkie when I was when i was coaching cuz i needed like so much caffeine to stay awake um but i've i'm off the caffeine so i would probably now it would be some kind of decaf coffee or decaf tea uh do you sing in the shower i don't no i don't think How i did karaoke no definitely not no uh-huh. oh, okay <laughs> i'm like cringing just thinking about it <laughs> yeah,
0: I I'm not a I haven't gone to karaoke in forever, but like I mean, I definitely when it's on the radio I'll sing along. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it's great. Um all right, and last question, it was New Year's last year. So, um what was your if you had any a New Year's resolution for 2021? Yes. Oh, man. Or you can tell us what 2020 was and if you kept it.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, for 2021, I'm I'm going out to Tahoe. That's the big goal. Is is the Tahoe 200? So I think everything's kind of driving towards that. Um, so that's really great motivation. I I think that's kind of like at the top, and then all the sub goals are kind of underneath that. Um, so yeah, that's just great motivation to train hard this year. So that's your New Year's resolution
0: is uh, Tahoe 200.
1: It is, yeah, to make it cool. there, to make it there healthy, and and to finish it.
0: That's cool. Uh, well, good luck. Uh, I have a couple of friends actually looking to do some two hundred milers, and so it's it's more normalized in my brain than it was, and I'm terrified that I. <laughs> <in my brain. laughs> well, Kim, it's been wonderful having you on the show this week. Before we go, yeah. we can give people where they can find you and Sasquad online.
1: Awesome. Yeah, totally. We're, we're super active on social media. So you can find us if you just type in uh, Sasquad, S-A-S-S-Q-U-A-D. On Facebook, our our page will pop up there. And then on Instagram, it's Sasquad Trail Runners. And um, also on Facebook, if you're looking to connect with other runners, I would encourage you to join our group. It's super active. People are connecting with uh, either you know, linking up for trail runs, asking for advice. Um, we do some really goofy <laughs> events through the group. We just did a, an eggnog slog a couple weeks ago and we're going to do a night run in a few weeks. Um, so yeah, you can definitely find us online. If you're not on social media, our website is sasquadtrailrunning.com. My contact info is on there. So again, if you're not on social media, feel free to reach out to me with email or cell phone. It's all on there on our website.
0: Well, uh, I will be sure to be looking at some races down there in my future. Thank you so much for coming on today, Kim, for this week and last week. Um, Absolutely. And uh, looking forward to seeing more of you soon and good luck with healthy
1: training. Thank you. I just had to say you guys are doing such a great job with the Trails Collective and just um, I think you're doing a really good job, you know, just bringing light to trail running groups all around the East Coast. So we appreciate you and what you're doing for our trail running community. Thanks, Kim. Thank
0: you very much. And thanks everybody for watching. Have a good night. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Thank you to uh, Sasquatch Trail Party, who has looked like they were having a party in the comments. It was wonderful. Be sure to check out Kim's races. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters and to everybody that's ever said a kind word or bought shoes from Ian at his store. Thank you so much. It all helps. Have a wonderful evening, you guys. Stay positive, stay safe, and have a happy January.